Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, I'm Tanner Olson, and this is episode 29 of Walk a Little Slower, a podcast where I share a little hope, a little love, and a little bit of what I've been learning. This is a podcast where you are invited to slow down, to lean in, to hold fast, and to eventually, to eventually keep going. Welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Before we dive into today's episode, I have three announcements, thoughts, three things to share with you. The first one is that I'm pretty sure on the last episode, I said that I'd be sharing a poem on today's podcast. Well, that is not true. That's next episode, episode 30. I got my dates mixed up, which happens more than I would like to admit. But today's episode, I think you're really going to like it. Second thing is, is if you are new to the podcast, if you're new to the Walk a Little Slower podcast, go ahead and leave a review or a rating or whatever you would like to do. But just, hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The third thing is, I just want to say thank you to all those who have recently joined my Patreon. It means the world. Thank you so much for being part of this little community. And thank you so much for believing in this work that I believe that I have been invited and called to do. So thank you for, for joining with me in this mission of spreading hope and announcing love through written and spoken word. I really, really cannot thank you enough. If you have yet to join the Patreon and you would like to, you can do that today. Just go to patreon.com slash written to speak. You can give as little as a dollar a month to help this ministry continue in the efforts of spreading hope um, through words of, of, of love, of honesty, and of faith. Uh, so again, you can visit patreon.com slash written to speak to sign up today. All right, that's it. Here is episode 29 of Walk a Little Slower. This is going to be a different kind of episode. Today, I'll be joined by my friend Heidi Gaiman. Well, sort of. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and mental health provider. She's also an author. Her most recent book that came out last week is titled Emotions and the Gospel. The book is designed to bring some spiritual foundations to the topic of emotions. It includes ideas and recommendations for healthy processing of our emotions, wrestles with cultural misconceptions around emotions, and includes a look at the emotions of scripture and emotions that connect us to God in often surprising ways. And I gotta say, it's an incredible book. Heidi and I have been friends for a couple of years now. I've always admired her work and her way of communicating hope through truth. Heidi and I recently announced that we would be teaming up to co-host events called Night of Hope, where God, art, and mental health meet. It's an evening of hope, 
of poetry, of conversation, and tools for meeting our mental health with hope. We'll be traveling around to different churches that invite us to come and share the things that we have prepared to share. And if you're interested, you can check out the links in, in the show notes or my website, writtentospeak.com. But to celebrate the release of Heidi's new book, I asked if she would share a portion of the book focusing on contemplation. And this is what she writes. Some of my most treasured memories are of fishing with my grandpa. Grandpa had some serious fishing methods that included rolling white bread into balls for bait and occasionally digging in the fridge for hot dogs when they just weren't biting. I suspect grandpa took me fishing more to teach me the art of contemplation than to catch a big one. Fishing with grandpa meant quiet and togetherness. It was about the beauty and interest that nature offers. Grandpa taught me something important without really saying it. Sometimes if we talk too much, we get in the way of connection and growth. Contemplation doesn't sound too intimidating at the outset, more like bookish and peaceful. But as I was taught by my grandfather between two fishing poles, I can easily get in the way of contemplation. I can be noisy and busy and uninterested in frivolous things like being and connecting. And when I do seek the peace of contemplation because the world is busy and hard, I expect to get something out of it. I want to understand through my contemplation. I want to learn things. While understanding can come through contemplation, understanding and learning are not the goals of contemplation. Contemplation has its biblical roots in Psalm 46, 10. Be still and know. Contemplation is the act of sitting still long enough to be impacted by or aware of connection, particularly our connection to God. Contemplation is the act of thinking deeply, but also reflectively. In contemplation, we sit with something a little longer than we would normally. Contemplation forces us past the surface of a thing, looking closer at the inside and the underside. In contemplation, we look at a thing to know it better, not necessarily to know more about it. There is a reason that be still and know of the Psalm 46 variety is so challenging. Both being still and being known are intimately connected with God and his mystery, as well as our own. Things our defense mechanisms are attuned to and work hard for us to avoid. Contemplation itself is emotional. We cannot contemplate without first noticing something or allowing something into our consciousness that we'd prefer to keep in our unconscious. Many things in life are uncomfortable to look at honestly. So it is with emotion. Psalm 46 is a battle psalm, a reflection of the broken things of life, the harshness of the world, and all the emotions that go with those things. Before Psalm 46 ever gets to the be still and no part, it starts with honest grief over the changes and tumultuous nature of life. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Verses 1-3 through The psalm honestly addresses fear, trembling, rage, and desolation, along with gladness and courage in the next verses, before the conclusion. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Verses 10 and 11. When we notice something and then sit with it longer, we begin to notice more. We see nuances and details, colors and facets we would never see without the light shining on it. 
You might try this exercise. Set a timer on your phone or other available device for one minute. If you're feeling brave, try two minutes. Sit quietly and still. Notice what is going on inside of you. Thoughts, digestion, sensations, emotions, and the like. Pick up whatever details you can of those internal workings. There is much more going on inside than we are aware of in all our movement and busyness. As a boy, I was always close to trouble. I pushed buttons and crossed most lines before being put in timeout. Mom would pull me away from where I wanted to be and lead me to a chair in the corner to think about what I've done. I hated it. I hated being away from the noise of the house and separated from others. I wanted to be part of the action. As Ariel and a Little Mermaid sings, I want to be where the people are. You're welcome for that. But in the past, this is how I have felt about contemplation. The last thing that I wanted to do was to join the stillness and silence. I wanted to give my attention to entertainment, to the internet, to, to my friends, to anything but the stillness and silence. But contemplation is not a timeout. It's the furthest thing from that. Contemplation is this invitation to retreat from the noise of the world and to sit with God and to sit with his words that he has written for us. It is a time, as a psalmist says, to be still and know. But I am terrible at being still. I'm great at being distracted, at living distracted, at giving into my unfocused bad habits. As, as I've been putting this episode together, rereading Heidi's words and, and writing my own, I have failed to stay focused. I've checked Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and I might even pop over to LinkedIn just to see who got a new job. I've answered text messages and gone to the bathroom and looked in the fridge at least two times. I'm great at giving in to distractions, especially screens. Maybe you're the same way. It's easy for me to get lost in a screen, to get sucked away from, from what's happening right in front of me, what's, what's happening around me. Sometimes it's not a bad thing. It can be good and helpful just to escape, to check out. But for me, I found that it's a bad habit, a drug to numb the pain and pressures of living. Contemplation, at least, I don't think it's natural. At least for most of us, it isn't. And I've told you this before, and you'll hopefully read about it in my memoir, to be determined when that's released. But there was a season, two or three months, where, where I left screens behind and dove headfirst into conversation and silence with God. Twice a day, I would head into the woods behind my house and pray out loud. I asked and talked and confessed and carried on to the captivated ear of God. By the way, God's ear is always there. It's always captivated. I would slow down and listen, joining the silence for the sound of unhurried grace. Every walk, every prayer changed me from the inside out. It affected my relationships affected my faith in the way that I viewed and carried myself. It even changed how I wrote and what I wrote about. But it wasn't about what it gave me. It was about who I was spending time with. There is a reason why God invites us to get away and to be with him. There is a reason why God simply says, 
be still and know. It's almost as if he is saying, come to me and you'll see. After all, he is a good God and our good God has something for us when we step away from the noise of the world. To close out today's episode, I'd like to read Psalm 46. Let these words meet you where you are. Psalm 46 goes like this. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam when the mountains quake with their surging, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice, the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done, the desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Walk a Little Slower podcast. Again, if you haven't yet left a rating, a review for the show, please go ahead and do so. As always, you can find me online at writtentospeak.com or on Instagram at writtentospeak. Make sure that you check out the show notes from today's episode. There'll be links there to where you can find Heidi's latest book, her website, and if you would like to bring us to your church or to your organizations to speak about hope and mental health, we would love to tell you more about it. And as always, if you would like to support this podcast and my ministry, go ahead and visit patreon.com slash written to speak to become a patron. Your monthly donations allow me to spread hope and to announce love through written and spoken word just like this podcast. So thank you again for being here. I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll be back next week, I promise, with a brand new poem. And here's here's a little, uh, a little something for you about the poem. I mentioned Beyonce. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Have a great week. I'll talk to you later.